Philip, what's going on, my man? Man, it's good to see you, Brian. I am so sore from my run today, but I'm happy that you're here. Well, it's good. I'm glad to be here. It is season three, episode eight, and we got a lot to dissect this episode. Yeah, we really do. Today, we're going to talk about hype. We're talking about hyped up diet trends, hyped up uh, Disney World greedy little modifications to their app. Oh, the mouse is greedy. The mouse is greedy. And you know what? Even some attractions over at Land of the Greed that I'm super excited for, regardless of the cost. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock, the show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your host, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Yeah, what's going on, guys? <laughs> Welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock. That sexy voice, just a little shout out to JP right there. The first voice you guys hear. Well, actually, you hear our voices first. He's just so wonderful to listen to. <laughs> He's, uh, you know, for those that don't know, JP did radio, he does voiceover. And he was the the voice at the games for certain NBA teams. And so you heard, so his voice just has this big booming. In fact, if you want to hear more of his voice, you can go back to our original first season. We do have an episode with J.P. Stevenson uh, as our guest. That's right. But again, you're going to hear him every week, which, which we love, which we love. And I'm excited to get into a lot of these topics. All I heard was hype, 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 hype. And the moment you get up there, I was like, I'm hyped. I feel like I needed to get a glass and crack an egg and then drink it. Do a little Rocky style before we started today. There you go. A little protein shake. <laughs> I, a lot of people do those protein shakes. I, I don't think I should bulk up with that stuff. I'm, we're going we're gonna to get into it. <laughs> we will. We will get into it. Uh, but first, a big shout out to our guest last week that came on, Mr. Josh Hoffman. What an incredible, incredible story that we heard from him. It really was. And if you have not had a chance to listen, I highly recommend that you go back and uh, download that, that episode because it's, it's literally, it's like having our own Ted Lasso in studio. I know it's, it's great. And so we want to wish him the best. Uh, and of, like any of our guests, you guys are always welcome back here on Neighbors Don't Knock. But first of all, before we get into any of our topics, we want you guys to go subscribe to the podcast. We drop a new episode every Friday. Like, comment, drop us a, a line on social media. We'd love to hear what you guys think of the show. Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. They combine years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales to offer big media products at small business prices. To learn more, visit our Facebook page or email us directly at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. And now back to the show. Brian, seriously, man, on my run today, I messed everything up. I messed up my nutrition last night. I messed up my sleep. I messed up my nutrition this morning. It was a 10K, and it was absolutely murderous. And the whole time, I kept thinking about all of my friends who follow these hyped-up fad diets because I'm thinking, okay, what did I get wrong? I didn't eat enough carbohydrates last night. That's pretty much all stopped. That's kind of what I got wrong. A little more sleep would have helped too, but that's it, right? Right. I have friends, man. 
I swear, before they work out, they're like measuring their, you know, tablespoons of their like. Oh, you already lost me. Oh, because it's it's like math. Yeah. I, I was I was like my numbers now coming into my head, and and now my brain's getting tired. I, <laughs> I was never great at math, but now that you're saying that it makes sense. I get it. It's a it's necessary especially for those that are having a very specific diet. So I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I mean, my problem with it is that the internet is so full of bad science and bad information is really the way I would put it, but it's so full of oh, different. Oh, come on. Yeah. Everything on the internet's true. I don't know if you know this or not, or if our listeners know this or not, but years back I was into the whole CrossFit scene and I was really into the quote unquote paleo diet. I, I can't picture you in the CrossFit scene. It was bad. Really? How? How? You were flipping tires. I was flipping. I was flipping big tires. I, I was flipping, flipping tires, buddy. Philip, no one needs to flip a tire. This is true. No one needs to throw a forty-pound ball up against a wall over and over and over and over and over again either, or do like a hundred and ten pull-ups. It really was just too much, and that culture breeds other things that are too much. So for me, I fell into this whole paleo diet internet trend books by We're non-scientists totally didn't they tell you not to be the first one to drink the juice <laughs> i was totally totally <laughs> drinking the kool-aid and you know what happened i lost a bunch of weight very very quickly so i was further convinced oh yeah this is this is amazing you know, that the internet had this right and then after about oh i don't know two years of it I did permanent damage to my intestinal lining. I did permanent damage to my stomach. And this was the, the keto diet? This is the paleo. Oh, the paleo diet. diet. The, right. and, and we've we've talked about this with, with one of our past guests. We we, we briefly mentioned it, uh, Mr. Brent Losey, who's a, a master soul cyclist in Chicago. And Brent, much love to you if you're listening. It, it just kind of gets to me because people get so stressed out by it and so wrapped up in it. You know, I'm thinking to myself on my run today, okay, wasn't the best run on the planet. But when I was done, I honestly was thinking about celebrating the fact that I completed a run. And that's really all I needed. Yeah, okay, I need some nutrition. I need to come home, have a meal, you know, get some hydration. People that get so obsessed about, oh, well, after my run, exactly 30 minutes after my workout, I have, you know, one ounce of blah, blah, blah type of yogurt because that's the maximum. It's like, look, you're not an Olympian. You do not need to add stress to your life by falling into this hype, which is all just marketing. They just want to sell you products. They just want to sell you powders that have the right electrolytes and protein mix. And oh, blah, okay, blah, blah. Hold, hold on then. Let me, let me interrupt you then. What do you think that all of these products, do we just take them at face value? The, the, the diet pills, the, the drinks, the, the gels, everything, whatever. The rubs, because like now there's like you know like hand gels oh, and the rubs, rubs and, and stuff the, like everything. How about, how about but, the but, tape? How many people or, do you see running around with the tape yeah, on yeah, their yeah. muscles? So my question though, when you look at those things, do you what do you look for in those products, and or do you take them at face value? Because recently, um, I came back from podcast movement, and I had met or gotten kind of goodie bags and things like that, that there are people that are working with product companies and with dieting and food and health and fitness and all of that. And they gave some samples and, and I've tried some. When you give someone samples like that, you're only giving them enough for like what a week. You know, I don't know if that's enough to really understand if they work for you. And at that point, you're like, oh, well, it's a free sample. I'll do it. <laughs> you know, but it could be, like you said, horrible for you. Totally. And I'm just like, it's like, oh, it's a free sample. It can't, can't be that bad. So here's where I am with What do you this. look for on those products? Well, I'll give you, I'll give you uh, 
I'll answer by way of an example of marketing that I've come across recently. Have you seen the advertisements for this product, Balance of Nature? I have not. Balance of Nature is basically vitamins, pill form vitamins that are allegedly natural fruit and vegetable based. Okay. Okay. Their entire marketing campaign is that you need to eat more fruits and vegetables, therefore take our pill, which is fruits and vegetables. So, Literally, so if, you're, if you boil it down, so they're telling their you, okay, campaign. okay, so they're telling you eat more fruits and vegetables. Okay, check. I'm doing that now. Take our pill. No, they're telling you you should be eating fruits and vegetables. Wow. Therefore, while take you're taking our pill, because our pill is fruits. And oh vegetables. god, That's they're not actually campaign. telling you to have fruits and vegetables. It's no, just no, like, it's like here, here's what you need yeah, in yeah, our pill. Exactly, Got it. a okay. swallowable full days worth of your fruits and vegetables. It's it's completely bogus and it's extremely expensive. I looked into this. It's a subscription service. It costs almost $90 a month, right? So it's a, it's a vitamin, right. essentially, so it's right? A vitamin. It's, okay. a, it's a pack of vitamins. People are paying around $90 a month to be consuming what they think is fruits and vegetables in pill form. Okay. Instead of, oh, wow, I don't know. we really are in the future. Buy a bag of carrots. <laughs> Space. It's, it's crazy. So that's where I am. To answer your question, it's not about what I'm looking for on these products anymore. For me, where I am with it is... I need to step back and stop falling for this stuff and just look at it for what it is. You know, eat well, work out now and again, live life, reduce stress. I don't want to have to think about... Maybe drink less. <laughs> let's I, I, let's I, not get crazy, I, Brian. Whoa, pump the brakes. Let's, let's pump the brakes I'm, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know what came over me. I'm, I'm sorry. How is that a good thing for anybody? Well, it's, it's like doing extreme things, right? You're, you're kind of going to one end or the other, it feels like. I mean, my, my wife's in, in the health and fitness um, industry. I mean, she has a Pilates and yoga studio, and, and she's very big with making me eat healthy. We're not sitting there measuring out everything, right? And she does shakes and things at times, um, and she has her own, her own process of, of, of what she does. But I do see her being healthy and putting out healthy living and a healthy lifestyle. Which right? is a good thing. Which, which is a great thing. And so, like, there's emails that will come that she offers, you know, healthy versions instead of using lots of sugar in a cake or something. Or there's, like, recipes that could give you a healthy version of what you'd like and things like that. It's not telling you you have to measure out or or necessarily go on a diet. It's just a, another healthier way of preparing something. So so that's really the more of to the lifestyle, not versus what you're talking about as the obsessiveness. Yeah, and I guess that's where my issue really comes into play here. And it sort of plays well into everything that we're going to talk about today, because I think that it's all about, you know, are we doing things in such a way that is increasing our joy and our quality of life? Or are we allowing companies to convince us that we are less than, not good enough, unless we are doing this, unless we are following a fad diet? Or in the case of our next topic with our good friends over at the most magical place on earth, are we you know, getting the best spot in line for a given attraction? And should we be staring at our cell phone while we're at Disney World to make sure, ooh, we maximize our time for every single moment of every single day? It's all hype. Tell me, where do you draw the line? Where is your line in the sand for these diets? Are you ever gonna, are you never gonna have one or try one again or go on a diet? Or is it just a matter of, I really just wanna take moderation? 
So I think that what I've been trying to do recently is looking at it as my diet, not as a diet. Fair fair enough. Fair enough. So healthy, healthy living. So kind of what my wife is trying to promote, just healthy living. You know, my grandmother who lived deep into her 90s, I keep on hearing her voice in my head about moderation, right? About not overthinking things, about just living life. Don't be gluttonous. Don't be greedy. But allow yourself some joy. And that's where I'm drawing the line for me. I'm trying to think about this in terms of, okay, you know, how much do I really need to consume in a day? Probably about a third of what I'm eating. I can probably do a little better on that. But I'm not going to go by the scale, measure out my meat, yeah, keep a I mean, journal. But you it's know not going to happen. It's when you get into that healthy lifestyle or a healthier lifestyle as far as nutrition for yourself and not overdoing it, that's really the biggest part, right? Healthy foods, not overdoing, not, not necessarily the powders and the vitamins and the diet drinks and the specific diets. But you're going to find that you do, at least I have personally, I don't need to eat a lot, right? I actually learned that as I eat healthier, I eat proportionally less than I used to. And I'm, and I'm fine because I feel like my body's getting certain things that I need. And so it's not, you know. I'm discovering the same thing, Brian. I mean, it's and, just, it's, it's crazy. Cause we used to, we used to make, you know, go out to eat or something like that. Like I feel sick or are really bad when I go out. And especially if I get something like chicken fried steak, there is not one restaurant that I have been to in the past few years that when you get a chicken fried steak, it is not the size of the freaking plate. Yeah, exactly. Hey man, there's, <laughs> you know, there's nothing and- <laughs> wrong with bringing half of it home. You know what I mean? I know, right? Yeah, I just like, it up, or splitting it, it with your, your spouse or your partner, whoever you're eating with. I mean, absolutely. Well, listen, a little PSA for all of our listeners. I just want to throw this out there with all these fad diets. You know, it's got my ire up today. I know that a lot of you are diligent about following what you eat. I'm not trying to lay scorn out there or judgment. It's just for me. I need to pull back because I get stressed out. But seriously, a bag of carrots is not that expensive and balance of nature is. So, you know, make good choices. Yeah, yeah. Throw us a, throw us up a comment and let us know what kind of healthy living you guys are into. I'm, I'm always curious to hear. But we did mention the greed of the mouse. Oh, man. Ooh, man. he is getting greedy. It's getting bad over there, both Disneyland and Disney World. Well, I think it's funny that we say over there and over there, but it's really the same. It's all it's all coming from the same place, right? <laughs> well, over there being this gigantic corporation that has figured out that they can charge effectively anything they want to any type of family, regardless of demographics. It's really out of control. It really is. And this is coming from somebody that is very pro Disney, which is funny because I've never been to Disney World and the more this stuff goes on, the less and less I want to go. And some of it's because I'm like, I can't afford it. As most people are starting to learn, they're, they're pricing families and people out. Yeah, you better strike big with like Bitcoin or something because this is getting hard to do. Oh, so- don't worry. I, I have a feeling that Bitcoin is going to be an accepted way of payment soon at Disney World or Disneyland. It might be. It'll be like ear coin or mouse coin or something like that though, right? So- it's, it's just... It's incredible what they're doing. And, and first of all, it's almost a little impressive too, because they are very good at marketing and finding ways to separate you from your wallet. That's for sure. So the new, the new thing that I've been reading about is they're doing away with fast pass and they're coming up with this new, what genie plus service and lightning lane service. Well, the, the the genie or the genie, they called it now, I guess it's genie plus 
now uh, when they when they unrolled that or uh, unveiled that I should say at the D23 it was this service that's kind of you know you take Aladdin's little genie and it kind of helps create or make it, which you know it's like an assistant helper for the the my disney app which honestly was great that was really kind of a neat thing to see as they wanted to roll out i see yeah so reading about it now they're going to have the disney genie service yes and then for an additional fee you can buy genie plus and there it is right there right always the additional fee so that yeah there's always the additional fee i mean it's just like the parking now they're, they used to offer it for resort guests. You had free parking. Now you have to pay for parking. They used to offer the bus services free of charge from the airport to the parks. Now that's gone away with. So now you have to pay for services to get yourself to the park. Interesting. So these services are already expensive. And it looks to me, uh, if, if the great almighty internet is correct, the Genie Plus service will allow guests to choose the next available time to arrive at various attractions, but not all of them. So the app is going to select the attractions that are available to you, which is fascinating use of machine learning and AI to try to maximize, you know, people in line at these attractions, right? Well, you know, you realize that they're trying to spread things out, right? They're, they're trying to, to get people in different parts of the park so that you don't feel like you're in a two-hour long line waiting for a ride. Right. You know, I mean, because they're cramming so many people into these parks and th this is why I, it's hard to argue on a, on a business standpoint because they know people are going to pay no, the, these prices. It's very smart business. It's fascinating. In fact, it looks to me like it's got various pricing too. So 15 bucks a day per ticket at Disney World to have this Genie Plus service. It's 20 bucks a day in uh, California's Disneyland. I'm not sure why they have the difference in pricing there. Maybe it's local taxes or something like that. Um, and it looks like what they're going to do is they're going to use the app to do exactly what you're talking about. Try to spread as many people throughout the park that they possibly can to avoid bunching up at certain attractions. Hey, they're trying to bring back, I get it. They're trying to bring back that magical feel because right now it's, it's a herd of cattle, right? Comple completely makes sense to me. And this is the same thing that like CVS and Walmart do. If you have your, your frequent shopping cart. You know, they see what you bought. They see that you're leaning away from certain products. They want to move more of the products you're leaning away from that sort of relate to your purchases. So, hey, all of a sudden you get a coupon towards their competitor shampoo that you're not buying. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, Peter Pan's flight, whatever ride is is open. And, oh, uh, you know, you like that or you've been on that before, you know, or you were looking at going on that later. Hey, it's open now or something, sure. you know. So I, I I get the uh, I get the idea of it. Here's what bothers me about hype, this. Hype, 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 right? It's all hyped up. This service is doing nothing but helping them make sure that the parks operate as smoothly as possible and they can cram as many bodies into the park as they possibly can get away with. Okay, on the optimistic side though, when you take that a smoother park, smoother running park, isn't that better for the guest? Of course it is, but it should be included in your ticket price. The tickets are already astronomically expensive. A normal family cannot afford to go to the most magical place on earth anymore. It's crazy. No, no, no. They're targeting the, the wealthy. They, they sure. are targeting the wealthy by all means. And, and by targeting the wealthy and pricing out of that lower and middle class, they're reducing the amount of people that are going to be there. Hence why prices are going up. So they're having those that can afford it. But, you know, it kind of goes against a little bit. If you think about it, what, what Walt Disney was really 
trying to create. Yeah, I think that's really the crux of what rubs me the wrong way about this. This place is supposed to be a magical escape. It's not supposed that to be everyone something. That he wanted everyone have to have the opportunity to enjoy. And, and I get it. A private company, they can charge what they want to charge, and they're going to keep up in prices until you know, the bubble pops, right? Until it gets to that point when they're just like, oh crap, no one's doing, you know. And and so they'll, they're they going to keep bringing all these additional costs up. You're not going to see the end of it. But I think that's the problem because you can basically price this, you know, sky's the limit. There's a lot of very, very wealthy people on this planet now. You're never going to run out of wealthy people to come to the park. The problem is that the people that you have completely excluded will never have a voice against it, right? They're never going to be able to enjoy it. It's going to be, oh, we don't need you because we have this huge group of people that can afford this $15 a day on top of these hundreds of dollars a day worth of tickets. Well, I, that I agree with you on that, and I see that point. But the other thing that will make them notice is when they don't have good optics, when the large majority of people are on social media or out there and talking about how horrible the company is being run and this and that, they start to listen when the masses get large enough. So even if they're catering to that certain percent of, of wealth, and there's a lot of people that don't agree with that, they're going to voice their opinion. And eventually it's going to start affecting the bottom dollar because it's not just the parks, right? It's Disney products going to the movies to see, you know, they're run by ABC. So there's a lot of avenues. And so when the, when the wallet gets hit and that almighty dollar is shaken from them, they start to listen. I mean, that, that's proven. Well, I hope you're right because you know me. I'm a big free market guy. I, I think they should have the right to do whatever they want with their pricing and people can vote with their feet. The big, the big issue with Disney, though, is that there aren't very many competitors. So it's not like somebody can vote with their feet that lives in Orlando by going to the next Universal. Theme park. That's, the, that's about the closest. And you know Indeed. what? There, I think Universal is reveling in this, this hike of prices and all this stuff because they're like, oh, we'll take you. You think that the market correction, you think that they're, they're taking I, the people I, that are- I believe it. I, it. I really do believe that they're they're going to take everyone who doesn't want to go to Disney. I mean, you look at all the attractions that they're having. They have the Harry Potter world. They have the new Jurassic Park stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things over at, at Universal that are really unique and, and fun. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. You know, my daughter recently discovered Harry Potter. Man, eight years old. She's like all obsessed. It's great. So I want to ask you, uh, staying with the topic of the mouse uh, and his- never-ending greed. I know you're a huge Star Wars geek. Our oh, listeners yeah. know you're a huge Star Wars geek. Tell me about this hotel, because I hear that this thing is crazy expensive. It It is. Um, for those of for those listeners that don't follow Star Wars or, or Disney World, there is a Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, and it is a, it's an experience. That's what it is. Everyone Ooh. calls it the Star Wars Hotel, but it's it's an experience. So what it is, essentially, it's a two-night stay, and you only get two nights. And it's an immersive experience. It's basically what everyone thought the Star Wars attraction, the, the land, the Star Wars land at uh, Disney World and Disneyland were going to be. This is essentially what they wanted it to be right so you are immersed in storylines you're on a you take you're on a i'm putting air quotes here a star cruiser so you get transported up and so you don't see the outsides and there's no windows until you go down to batu which for those again that don't know disney world that's the star wars land and you get to have your excursion you know back on earth or are on 
you know, wherever the, the place is on your world, right? So you're essentially in space and that's what this hotel is. It's, or an experience, sorry. And everything is geared around Star Wars. There's storylines. You can dress in character if you want. There's certain things going out. Everything's kind of decked out. It's, it's like living the Star Wars world and, and your own Star Wars story. That, that's what it is in, in, a, in kind of an overview. Well, it sounds super fun, but oh, what, yeah, it what, sounds what's, fantastic. what's the catch here? What's this going to cost my family to go be in a Star Wars experience? You're not going to like it. You're, you're not going to like I can it. Tell, I, wish our, I wish our listeners could see the expression on your face right now because I can tell you're dead serious about that. $1,200, a little over $1,200 per guest per night. What? Yes. Per guest per night. Okay. So at two guest, for, for two guests per cabin, you're going to pay about $4,800. That is. Th- this is starting prices. Yeah, so that's these are starting at. It's before airfare. We're just talking about just the hotel stay and the experience that goes with that. Well, yes, this is what's included. It's a two night stay in a cabin or suite. I can't even imagine what the suites are going to cost if that's the basic standard cabin. Uh, an ongoing immersive and interactive entertainment where choices are determined your experiences. Uh, food and beverages are included in that, excluding alcoholic. And specialty beverages. So you again, there's that nickel and dime. You got to pay for those, and a quick service meal at Docking Bay Seven, which is basically a fast food place in in Disney World in the in Hollywood Studios. Like when you go down to the land, um, admission to Disney Hollywood Studios, and an excursion to Galaxy's Edge valet parking. Um, and a data band, which is like a magic band, but it's like a special Star Wars man. So that's what's included, right? It. First of all, <laughs> I mean, it still sounds cool, but my word, paying for a family of four to go, it's going to cost you almost $6,000. Yeah, I mean, this for is for a family of four just to experience this. And we're talking two nights, not a full weekend, two nights. Yeah, see, you can do an entire honeymoon at the Ritz Carlton in Maui for less money than that. Oh, yeah. This is absolutely unaffordable, not just for the average American. I mean, for most people. Yeah, th- we're not even talking like upper middle class. I mean, if you want to blow, you know, all your wad, pun intended, on <laughs> this, this excursion, which it's very tempting. It's very tempting. I cannot justify going and spending almost $5,000 for a two-night excursion. No, brother, for that much money, like, I better go home with a Wookiee. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. You know, think about it, though. You could spend that much money and spend an entire week at, at Disney World. For sure. I mean, you, you, you can even go stay at the That's Grand including Floridian. the Star Wars land. The only thing you're not getting is the immersive experience. That's that, You know what I mean? Because you can still just go to Hollywood Studios and do all of that stuff. My goodness, I hate to see what the plus service is going to cost. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Yeah, wallet empty plus. Exactly, is, uh, right? I mean, terrifying. I mean, the cabin is is built for like four people. The, the standard cabin has like bunk beds that are kind of built in the wall, you know, like 
little pods or whatever. There's pull down beds. I mean, then they have a galaxy class suite. Hey, you know what? And then a grand captain suite. Yeah, you know what? For less money, you can go fly to Japan and go sleep in a car a cupboard that slides out of the wall. It's the same deal. That's go for true. It. That's true. You'll, you'll, you'll find more culture out there anyway. I know, right? So yeah, so this is where I have some problems. As I get the concept, but I don't know what they were thinking. We knew it was going to be expensive. Okay. Well, this this seems to me like it's another thing that goes along with all the hype. It's just too hyped up. It's too expensive. Hopefully, it levels out. Hopefully it comes off in price. But Brian, I got to tell you, man, if I ever win the lottery and have the chance to go back to Disney with my family, there is one thing coming that I would love to do. Have I mean, there's seen, so many things coming that I want to do, but uh, let me hear yours. Have you seen this restaurant, this Space 2020 restaurant they've built? I, I mean, I've seen the concept art and I know about it, but, I, but I haven't seen any, like, do, have they released anything like into the... Looking no, no, it? not yet. It's all okay. still the concept art, but apparently it, it's uh, just about to be open to the public. So they're very close to finishing. So we should see some actual footage coming out of this pretty soon. I'm sure they'll be all over YouTube and, and everything. The concept art looks absolutely fantastic. I mean, it looks so good that it's going to come down to, hey, did you buy a ticket for Blue Ocean or Virgin, Virgin Galactic? No, no, no. But I had dinner at Space 2020. Oh, that's close enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, right? Other than zero gravity, it's, it looks like you're in space. It's absolutely amazing. You know, they had this concept where you're going to ride up a, a space elevator, right? And they'll have the OLED screens all around you. It'll make it look like you're traveling up through the atmosphere and then all the way into space. And you get out and you can look down on the planet, straight down the elevator's cable, so cool. Well, and and as much as we we ragged on on the mouse this episode, there is some the Imagineers and what they do over there is incredible. They they create some very incredible experiences, and I think I'm with you on this one. I would love to check it out. I guess they're paying for it with all those plus services. Yeah, exactly right. So, but but again, we're not talking about something that you have to pay to go to get into, right? You, you pay for the, the restaurant. You're actually getting a service from that, not to just go into the restaurant. So it was going to be something if you have to pay just to get in and then you have to pay for your food, then we're talking about a whole different ball game. But you know, you're talking about going to a restaurant and going to a very cool concept. Yeah. It, it really looks neat. And I actually think that this is where Disney still has that sort of, to your point with the Imagineers, true magic that really goes into what they're creating for people. It's, it truly is an experience that kind of transports you someplace else. And obviously in this particular restaurant, that's literally what they're going for is this idea of being transported into a whole new environment. Well, like I said, let us know your thoughts. Do you think that the mouse is being greedy? I mean, is this something that would you guys go? Would you, are you guys still very pro Disney, even with all these changes going in? I mean, Philip, are you? You know, I can't afford it right now. So for me, I, I don't have a good answer, but I am put off by it. I am put off by how exclusive it's becoming. Yeah, I, I'm with I'm with you on that. I, although I'm I'm still very pro going, but it is it is off putting. It, it does change plans, and you have to start planning a whole lot sooner than you probably normally would. Yeah, go play some blackjack and see if you can raise the funds. Yeah, well, or cut out, you're going to, you know, cut out that diet. You're not going to be able to afford those those protein shakes. <laughs> cut out those protein shakes just to afford to no go more. to Disney World. <laughs> no more balance of nature so I can buy that lightning lane pass that I've always wanted. <laughs> That's right. Or or you go with the, like the generic 
you know, CVS brand or something, you know, <laughs> instead of the, instead of the top tier brand, I'll sacrifice a little. Yeah. I, I think the generic brand is buying a freaking cucumber. I'm pretty sure that that's, <laughs> that's a generic brand of this one. Well, let us know your, your questions and comments. We'd love to tackle a lot of those. I, I love hearing what our listeners have to say about these topics. Absolutely. But, Brian, thank you for coming by and letting me gripe a little bit about all this as well. Well, it was hype, hype, hype. I had to. But we do, speaking of hype, we have a great guest coming next week. We do, and I'm really excited for it. It's actually a guest who is near and dear to my heart. It is the Broadway performer, Emily Klein, who happens to have gone to my high school. And that's pretty rare, Brian. I went to a small high school. Yeah, it's going to be great, especially for all you theater and Broadway people out there coming to my world. Yeah, I'm excited. So we can't wait. So you're going to want to tune in next week. But always check out new episodes every Friday with us here on Neighbors Don't Knock. Go subscribe to the podcast. That way you don't miss anything. Am I right, Philip? That's right. Like, subscribe, and follow. That's right. And you can catch us on social media. Our Instagram is at NDK Podcast. Check us out on TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to hear what you got to say. But as usual, we're going to get out of here. Peace out. <laughs>